0: This show is presented by the 323 Network. You can watch all your favorite 323 friends and shows on the 323 Network YouTube channel. Follow us on all social media platforms at 323 Read. And support us as we continue to grow at patreon.com slash 323 Read. That's 323 R-E-I-D. Scott, are you ready? Do you have your uh, picks for today, Scott?
1: Uh, I'm working on that now. Okay. I figured I'm last and there's gonna be plenty of talk between you three chuckleheads (laughs) I got some time (laughs) things that sound racist but aren't chuckleheads
0: chuckleheads is a good
2: one (laughs) (laughs) you chucklehead
0: tired of these chuckleheads walking down the street
1: who you calling chucklehead
0: what do they call uh, mechanics grease monkeys
2: Grease Monkey. Yes, that's
0: one that sounds <laughs> racist. <laughs>
2: that one definitely does. Tired of these so
0: Grease Tired of these Grease Monkeys break dancing in my yard.
3: <laughs> in my shop.
0: <laughs> Welcome to the 323. I am your host Reed Murphy. Joined on this Rick's versus Grix episode by a wonderful panel we have as always the host of 323 college shame day fastest growing college football show on the 323 network growing every week on youtube you need to go to the 323 network on youtube subscribe to see all of its glory scott Elliott is here hello hello Also, the host of the Animation Deliberation Podcast. He's going to get off to it later on tonight. And we'll find out what he's talking about. Tease it a little bit so you can go check him out. Zaher Ali is here. Hello. Might be the new Grick at this point. (laughs) And no Luis Martinez tonight, the big chief burrito. Might be hiding from his picks from the last couple of weeks. But... We do have a celebrity guest picker on the show tonight. You may know her from her various con appearances, whether she is educating you about comics in the classroom or talking filthy at the 323 Unfamily Family Feud at Awesome Con. Or you could know her from the podcast Emily Sissel Asks What If, where she's asking what if. But you definitely know her from Ricks versus Gricks as our astral spectral voice of God, the God of sports betting that is. It's Emily Sissel is back. (laughs) What an intro. Good start.
2: (laughs) I was holding that one in. I could feel it coming.
0: (laughs) Look, we have plenty to get into before Ricks versus Gricks, before we get into these picks for NFL week three. But before we do that, a quick shout-out. As this network and the show grows, we have officially, guys, haters. We have online haters. Hey! We have online haters. We have Scott, who's beefing with several Colorado fans.
1: I don't know if this is going to... Build into like a race <laughs> war or what? It's or what's happening. If in- if, if <laughs> you go to the if you go to the Instagram post, it clearly looks that way.
0: It seems like that. So, uh, <laughs> whoops, you ain't got haters. You ain't popping. It's true. We also have uh, shout out to Russ and Cheryl on Facebook, who were not a fan of Luis Martinez for some for whatever reason. During his Ricks versus Grix, simply commenting, Luis Martinez is a clown. They have many, uh, what many <laughs> vari- various posts on their Facebook page that, uh, speak clownish things, but we won't dive into the politics of all of that. So, shout out to them. I had somebody who got mad at me about the mispronunciation of somebody's name, I butchered somebody's name, but then we have Zoo Zahar. Oh, no who doesn't have haters, it's impossible to hate Zoo. Instead, we have at Feral Baja Blast on TikTok. Shout out to Lindsay, who is doing nothing but spreading love for Zoo because she needed a W for her Ravens. And Zoo was the only one last week who picked the Ravens to beat the Bengals. <laughs> she has commented or sent me a message later on saying spreading the love for Zoo. So, Shout out to Zoo. Zoo is the one getting the what? love on the show. Who
3: would have thought I would have gotten love for picking the Ravens? Oh, your favorite team. After everything else I've said about them the last couple of weeks.
0: But look, that's the fun. That is the that is the house cleaning for this week's show. We now move to a segment because it's been a big week in the NFL. It has been a particularly big week. I mean, just even just today, we are recording this on Thursday night. And I mean, just in today's moves, the Dallas Cowboys lost their star cornerback, Trayvon Diggs, to a torn ACL in practice. That is a massive hit to that team and to that fantastic defense. Um, Saquon Barkley out in with an ankle, the high ankle sprain. But then there's the Chicago Bears. Emily's beloved Bears, you know, the team (laughs) that's Chicago, they have a lot of problems this week, ranging from Justin Fields accidentally blaming coaching during a press conference of what his problems are. They're starting left tackle on an already bad offensive line going down with an injury being placed on IR. But then – There were reports all of Wednesday about why is their defensive coordinator, Alan Williams, missing? Now, we aren't going to get into the specifics of it because there are no specifics yet to report. There are various reports going out about what could possibly have happened. They're they're awful, awful things, if true, and awful if they're not true, that have been spread about him, but... One thing that does seem to be sure are the feds seem to have been involved not on a raid of the Bears facility like was initially reported. Or even the more fun part is that the FBI sent in former Bears cornerback Charles Peanut Tillman in to lead the raid or at least be the uh, the Bears consultant on this. Everything since he is now an FBI agent, which I have a top five to get to on involved with that of top five people in the nfl who look like they lead a raid but we'll get to that in a little bit first we will not we will we will just go into what we know about alan williams which is that he has resigned from the team his attorney has said that he has resigned from the team due to health and family issues that's all that they're going for outside of that you have that very very bad day And an 0-2 start, which has not been even like a good 0-2. It's been a very bad-looking 0-2. Things are falling apart, spiraling very fast. So we ask Emily Sissel in this brand new segment, how do you bear this? (laughs) How do you bear this, Emily Sissel?
2: Like every other Bears fan, we've literally had no hope our entire lives. Ever. Like, my entire life, we've never been good. We've always sucked. Like, I grew up watching the games and everything was always awful every single time. Uh, So, like, ooh, one of our tackles got injured and he's out and we have a terrible O-line. Still, I don't know, maybe his backup's better. (laughs) Like, maybe something will be decent out of that. Uh, Justin Fields runs his mouth again he's done that several times <laughs> uh we have an FBI raid on our defensive coordinator's house because that part is confirmed not of the not of our trading facilities or you know the field or anything but his house was raided on uh week 1 after the week 1 game i think they had said it was uh so like no matter what even if he says it's like family and health concerns if the FBI's involved there's some kind of federal offense, no matter what it is. So uh, the game's going to be shit. Our head coach is going to be calling the, play, the defensive plays, um, which, like, while he is good at that kind of role, he now has to do two roles, and that doesn't work ever. Uh, we don't know if they'll hire within or if we'll hire somebody new or what more change is going to happen and continue to happen. Who the fuck knows <laughs> but uh like every other time us bears fans will be pissed and probably unhopeful yet somewhat semi-hopeful because we for some reason continue to love our team and never give up on them and i think that does like warrant like a true friend like how much you've persevered the only people who understand my struggle right now is uh Zoo and Reed here, Commanders fans, <laughs> and having equally shitty times with their team. You guys have managed to start to actually like get some of your shit together. It seems like so. Hopefully that continues for y- for y'all. Um, in terms of Justin Fields and like his performances, like I can only hope he gets the good relationship he needs to with Moore and Mooney and like even Claypool and all of them. Um, you know I. He he runs his mouth, he does run his mouth. I think ultimately what kind of happened is he started to take ownership and then he kind of started to ramble and like just go through his thoughts and everything and have to backtrack for three press conferences. Like one does. I mean, he is still like he's still a young guy. Like he clearly does not handle the press well um, all of the time and he is still learning that part of the game. Uh, Do I want him to be successful in Chicago and us eventually be able to get a Super Bowl? 100%. Is that like what the reality will be? I don't know. You know, he is an athletic uh, quarterback. He's, you know, more of a running game. Will he stay in Chicago after his rookie deal? I don't know. Maybe he needs to like be a second to, you know, somebody like Lamar Jackson, who's similar type of player and like learn from that kind of player, the way Zach Wilson at least was starting to be able to with Rodgers. Maybe, you know, the way we talk about Geno Smith now being the future Hall of Famer, maybe Fields will be that person later on, and he just kind of got screwed over in the beginning. Maybe some of it is a little bit of his coaching. Maybe there's been a lot of pressure on him with the passing. Maybe they've been trying to, like, fix everything about the quarterback and try to make the quarterback fit the offense that they want to see rather than making the offense fit the strengths that the quarterback provides. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not the coach. I'm not there. I do know that like, I want him to do well. I want him to do well for Chicago because we still do, you know, as much as he pisses off and you know, we hate you. It's just like a family member, right? You piss us off and we hate you, but we still, Still love you <laughs> right like you're a bear so we still love you as much as you piss us off so I don't know eventually where it's gonna lead to and honestly it's a bunch of like my thoughts and rambling right now um it's kind of just like sitting there waiting and just dealing with more shit but you know bears we're really used to dealing with a bunch of shit and crap happening to us so we'll persevere at some point maybe or continue to die in this tragedy
0: sounds a lot like us zoo that sounds a lot like us over the years. But,
3: and like, we got used to spreading it throughout the season. Right. They're still getting used to being the shit show of the league, so they just crammed it all into one week. A one-day a one, a one
0: day spiral into hell is a lot to take as a fan <laughs> of the team. Shit show,
2: shit show of the league in terms of, like, stuff happening, we've been entirely used to being really shitty as a team our whole time. Chicago, Chicago. Duh, like Bears.
0: Yeah, we love that guy. Papa! That's what he was screaming yesterday. <laughs> uh. It was look, it was it was a hell of a day, and like like she said, we know how it feels as Commanders fans. We've had federal raids, we've had federal investigations <laughs> into the team. Several. We get used to it. You get fine with it. You'll get Ron Rivera, who is a Bears alumni. He'll come in. He'll fix the culture. And your owners Woo! like the owners like I think. I think the Bears owner is the one that's ninety eight. I think it's she's the, on
2: her deathbed.
0: It's the lions owner who's about a hundred one and still rolling around in carts
3: firing people. I mean, I just sent you a video of Commander's owner throwing the first pitch at Nats Park. <laughs> See? Hey, it works out. Now I can get. somebody
0: who has been doing a deep dive into this and Emily brought up all of the hell. And I mean, just adding on to it was like a new NFL films clip from today of DJ left. of DJ Moore at the Tampa Bay Bucks game, with Bucks linebacker Devin White coming up to DJ Moore and it's saying they using you wrong. Yeah, they ain't using you right. And more saying, Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> Which that's a bad start. He's been there two weeks. Moore <laughs> would not have said that if he'd
2: known he was mic'd up, I don't well, think. Well he wasn't
0: mic Yeah, he didn't I guess he didn't the know why was was up. Up. he but, was. Not. But he might also it, it it's knows? very possible to get tired of a team in two weeks. <laughs> he was mad about it. <laughs> Shit happens. But Scott Elliott has taken a deep dive into the bear hole, as we call it, the poo hole. We need the poo. And now Scott has gone into the poo hole poo to poo talk poo. to be able to talk bears eloquently. What do you have, Scott?
1: I'm trying to think where I want to start. Oh no, because I have I have never Get given the Chicago all. Bears more of a thought for more than five minutes. So, of course, over the couple of years, I've noticed a couple of things that I would always scratch my head about. So, just fast forward to now. And that Justin Fields press conference as far as what could be going wrong, what needs to be addressed. And he had the whole thing that Emily had talked about. So I asked my own, I asked myself that question. What is the problem? Who's at fault in Chicago? So I started with the coach with Matt Eberflus. Is he the problem? I mean, he's longtime defensive coordinator. Um, He just came over from Indianapolis. He was with Dallas for a long time. You know, he's a defensive minded coach. So maybe he's the problem, you know, He's not really been on the offensive side of the ball that much. So I was like, okay, well, who's the OC? It's Luke Getzey. He's the longtime OC and quarterbacks coach from the Packers. And I was like, oh, well, he was with the Packers. I mean, of course he makes sense. But then I started realizing like, okay, well, did he only get that job because he had Aaron Rodgers there and he didn't really need to do any work. So he just like, that's how he eventually got that OC job. But I don't put the fault onto either one of them. I feel like it's more of a general manager problem. But of course, right now they have Ryan Poles there, who, you know, I think is going on to year year two. He's made a great couple of moves with the Khalil Mack trade, with acquiring DJ Moore, with kind of making some runs there. And then I looked and saw, and I remember that Ryan Pace is there, was there before him. And I feel like he is the one who's the biggest at fault in this. Because if you look back, Ryan Pace, I looked into his stats as a GM, and he actually has like the second worst win percentage out of every GM in Chicago Bears history.
2: Yeah, that tracks.
1: And if you remember, the Chicago Bears aren't linked to just one draft day trade with Justin Fields, but they're also also linked to another draft day trade with one and the only Mitchell Trubisky. Uh He's responsible for both of those. I went and actually looked to see what – The Bears gave up for both of those. So in the Trubisky trade, San Francisco drafted Solomon Thomas third overall. And then with the 67th pick that they received, the 49ers traded that pick to the Saints, who picked up Alvin Kamara. And San Fran also got pick number 229 for some irrelevant cornerback. And also a 2018 second pick, second second round draft pick, who then they traded to D.C., which was your Darius Geist pick, Ugh. and in that I trade really san... that. <laughs> well and the then part of that trade that's how san francisco got dante pettis and another irrelevant cornerback dj reed but also part of that trubisky trade they got the 111th pick that they traded to seattle which eventually landed them reuben foster who is now no longer in the league that's a bright shining star that fills it out really quick but then they also received the 2018 third round pick number 70 with fred warner which is insane just an insane amount of people that got linked to that one Trubisky trade in the Justin Fields trade when they traded up from 20th to 11th with the Giants that's the Kadarius Tony pick at number 20. The 164th pick part of that trade was then traded from the Giants to the Broncos who picked an irrelevant safety Jamar Johnson and the Giants got a cornerback Aaron Robinson who are still kind of young so who knows. But it's also the first-round pick of 2022 of Evan Neal, and then their tight end Daniel Bellinger. Damn. So even in that Giants trade, would you rather have Justin Fields or Evan Neal?
0: I'd rather take Neal. You want that right. O lineman? You want that piece, that tackle? And
1: just and the amount of defensive like studs that were part of that Trubisky trade, I would take those defensive studs all day. So it's just the inept, the dealings of Ryan Pace is what set this le- this this team back so far. They got snidered. But my question at the end of all this Reed, and I know you three will be able to give me some sound advice as far as what to do. When is the leash gonna run up on Justin Fields? I think we're looking at it
0: this as, season.
2: As we're coming up at the end of his rookie is deal, I think it, that's when they're going to have to make that decision of as shitty as we are are we going to end up with the number one pick again and we can take somebody like Caleb Williams right right um and like foster that
0: and I and I think the fair I've always felt the fair thing with quarterbacks obviously year one especially if you're going to start out somebody in their rookie year it's going to be tough no matter what you're not going to get and we got spoiled for a couple years with Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, kaepernick and then rg3 russell wilson um and uh andrew luck rookies technically yeah nick Foles. rookies typically have it very tough i believe three years by year three is when you start to show exactly what you're going to be or who you are as a starter especially if you've been starting all three of those seasons we're in that right now with fields it it's now not only becoming a bad you know bad play um comps aren't
3: looking great either
0: yeah comps aren't looking great but also becoming a little bit of a talking headache because he he talks he likes to talk and when you have all that in a season that is starting to spiral out of control like this it's very easy to start to move especially when you're going into a draft that's going to be pretty loaded at quarterback
1: can i show can can i share something with you guys always so i did a little bit more research too but as far as a leash question goes And I was combing through a bunch. I was trying to figure out a good comp for Fields, you know, who was, you know, a relatively big name in college football, who was around, you know, they were both first round picks, you know, and then this was somebody who got their career cut short because of similar play. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to show you something really quick.
3: Sorry, I have to say Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) no. It's not Dwayne Haskins. It does go into your model of Ohio State quarterback, so it sure does. All right. So mystery quarterback time. So Justin Fields on the left, those are his, co- those are his stats from college three years played, 68% completion rating, 5,700 5, yards passing, 67 and nine touchdown interceptions for a quarterback bad. rating of 178, and then rushing, 260, 1100 and 19 rushing yards or rushing touchdowns. This quarterback also has three years and very similar stats. So aside from the only thing being the touchdown interception ratio, kind of being off kilter, I would say they're pretty com- comparable.
0: I, You know? Yeah, I would agree. Right. He's definitely more fields is definitely more of a rushing threat than this person.
1: Clearly. Yeah. With almost over doubled the amount of rushing. Attempts, <laughs> clearly. But like I said, both got drafted. They're both in the first round. And oh, no. this is they. This is them. Two the same mark. They're Justin Fields. I have at twenty seven games. Uh, this mystery quarterback I have at twenty six. But so far for Justin Fields, completion ratings fifty nine point seven for four thousand yards, twenty four and twenty two touchdown to interception with a for a rating of seventy nine point two. Same thing like in college, two hundred and thirty rushing attempts for fifteen hundred yards and ten rushing touchdowns. Whereas mystery quarterback. 63% completion rating for 5,400 yards, 31 for 19, 86.5 rating for 109 rushing attempts, 669 rushing yards, and five touchdowns, and I'm sure you guys are all seeing what's that gold star in the mystery quarterback's chest? That my friends is an accolade because he went to the Pro Bowl in that same exact time frame. Now if you are given the choice between Justin Fields and this mystery quarterback, who would you feel more confident? giving a little bit more leash. <laughs> is this Tyler Huntley? <laughs> I, th- I, I think I know <laughs>
3: who
0: it is. I, I, I mean, just even based off the touchdown interception, I guess the mystery quarterback. I want to say the mystery quarterback just for the fun of it.
1: Emily, would you rather have the mystery quarterback or Justin Fields with this? I mean, she's wearing a Fields jersey.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I'm actually a realist with some things. I mean, Based on some of the stats, I don't know. They're pretty comparable overall. Uh, Just from the completion passing, though, definitely the mystery. But then the rushing is so much better with fields.
3: This isn't Jalen Hurts.
2: Can I take neither?
3: Is it Mitch
0: Trubisky?
1: It is Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mr. quarterback, it's Mitchell Trubisky, the gentleman they got rid of to be able to bring in Justin Fields. And you see
2: how I didn't want either of them? (laughs) Bears fans, man. We're all the same. And that's it for the visual
0: today, folks. That was a mighty impressive visual. That was wonderful. Good job. It's a mighty
2: Excellent impressive visual. With- <laughs> so the, brain off for the rest of the Bears time. I, as much as like <laughs> I, like his career could be over and stuff like this from all this, I re- I don't want his career to be over. I want him to be successful. I want him to be successful at the Bears. But if he cannot, if that cannot happen, then maybe what he needs to do is he needs to be mentored up. in the right way with the yeah. right kind of quarterback, like. Like I I actually would really love to see him mentored by Lamar Jackson because of the playing styles. Honestly,
0: I don't, and I don't think his career, I don't think his career is threatened at all. Maybe his career as a starter, but he will, he will have a career as a backup for a long time. I mean, you have, I mean, look at, look at Trubisky, the person who's who's comparable to him. Trubisky, Trubisky is a, he's a destined backup quarterback and he'll be one for as long as he wants to be. I, I, think most teams would like to have him pittsburgh extended him to be their backup quarterback and a veteran who can you know teach a young quarterback how to come into the league and deal with all that pressure um he'll he'll be he'll be all right as a quarterback and maybe he'll get that shot again in the future as geno smith maybe he'll turn it around this whole thing could just go to shit if they beat the Chiefs this week. It could, if something happens. So, like, <laughs> it, it's the beginning
2: of the season. He started to show a lot of hope and growth at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, and he had flash. He had flashes the first couple of years. It's just funny that like two two months ago, you had sites propping him up and and the Bears as like Fields is an MVP contender and the Bears is a huge playoff contender. And now yeah, two I weeks. Yeah, I don't now t- know what dumbass
2: two- said that, but I never said that. Now
0: two weeks in, you're about to get nuked by the Chiefs and we'll just see what happens.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I want to be very clear that I've been a realistic Bears fan and I've been fully aware Look, that we're we, not gonna be like, we talk about
0: the, we're talking about the Bears and we brought up the you know, the the raid, the alleged raid by the FBI and Peanut Tillman, who is now an FBI agent and it did bring me to my top five that i did like and i want to get into real quick the top five people in the nfl who look like they would lead a raid
3: five four three two one this is the three two threes top five.
1: Oh shit here we go
0: again Now, do we have any contenders from you guys of NFL players or coaches? These are people in the NFL who look like they would lead a raid. It could even be a reporter. Do you have any Marshawn contenders? Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Oh, oh, that's a good that's one. That's a
2: good one. No, the the coach that uh, he coached the Dolphins, and then he got fired, and then he couldn't get another job. He was one of the black coaches. Oh,
0: Brian Flores. Brian Flores. Flores. Yes. That's a good one. Yes. That's a really good one. Scott, do you have any contenders? I oh got the Lions
2: coach.
1: Oh, damn. Leader, oh. leader Raid. Oh
0: yeah, that would lead a raid of some
1: kind. Ooh. Dan Campbell I was totally good...
3: thinking of Murderville when I said that, by the way.
0: Give
1: yes. give me Mike Vrabel on the line for SWAT Ooh. team. Leading Mike... a SWAT team.
0: Damn, these are ones I thought of these like on the fly. Dan Campbell's a really good one. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he, he would bite some kneecaps off. I got straight into the top five here, and these aren't like he's not currently in the NFL, but he's just somebody that reminds me of America. And has like the physique that he could just plow through the wall himself. Number five for me of people in the NFL who'd look like they'd lead a raid is JJ Watt. Oh,
2: that's a good point. He does bleed America. He
0: bleeds red, white, and blue. Literally. Yeah,
2: his his wife is like a US women's national 100%. Team hero for soccer.
0: Number four, I have Jason Kelsey.
2: That's a fair one too, yes. But
0: see, specifically him, he would be like a SEAL team six like operation. Yes. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's going in, he's going in for war.
2: Or I see him as like leading a bomb squad.
0: That's true. Number three, if you need to look him up, he is former coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's currently on CBS uh, Sunday football pregame show. Bill Cower. I have in the Joe Montana on criminal minds role. Like he's that, he's that older leader veteran guy. Could maybe have like Aaron Andrews or like Molly Kiram as like you know like the actual lead of the team and as like a daughterly figure to him. He's more paternal to her than he is his own kids. Bill Cower. That's the storyline I've figured out in my sick day. Number two, I have Russell Wilson, who just looks like the feds. He looks like a nerd, Russell Wilson. And number one, the number one person in the NFL who looks like they'd lead a raid, Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin, who's getting too old for this shit, and on top of that is now being partnered with a charming but reckless hotshot rookie, Justin Herbert. Those are my top five people in the NFL who look like they'd lead a raid. And for those wondering, I did, I did indeed think of Zach Wilson for that hotshot rookie, but Zach Wilson did not quite make the cut. In fact, Zach Wilson was another rookie that came up through the academy with Herbert and really idolizes him, but he dies during this exact raid that we're talking about, and it leads Justin Herbert to seek out revenge against the criminal syndicate's escaped leader Ernesto Del Mar. And right before he's about to take Del Mar's life, he's talked down and talked down through the morals of his mentor, Agent Tomlin.
2: This is why Reed wanted to be a screenwriter for Hollywood, guys.
0: <laughs> now, finally, before we get into Ricks versus Grixo, I just since Emily Sissel is here. One of her favorite people in the NFL is... Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel and he's it been is. very open this season with like his issues, how he's overcome alcoholism just a very funny, interesting guy he's very dorky, much different from the rest of NFL head coaches and he had a moment on Sunday Night Football that got captured and used all over the place by NFL media something that you don't see NFL head coaches do, which is just be silly and quirky like this with his team as well Miami 17-3. They coming get for him. There he goes. Second half.
2: The 20 a half. Time. Go get him, Mike. Hustle in there. We're
0: hustling to Maria. We won't pull a hamstring. I promise. Bears are gonna sign him. I love him. It's just a nice, a nice little moment. Our nice sweet guy.
2: He's so great. I love him. How do
0: you guys feel about Mike McDaniel? We know Emily loves him. How do you guys feel about him and that personality type?
3: Oh, he's gonna be so much cooler once he has a Super Bowl ring on his finger at the end of the season. No, it's a nice, like, just breath of fresh air. Someone can just joke around with the media and, you know, be themselves and honestly just have a good time. You know, they, there's basically like an NFL script on just how you have to respond to player injuries and the questions get old and same. but us as fans, like we just want the content. So the fact that he just gives us something to look at, whether it's football related or not, is he's just an absolute delight.
1: Yeah, you're starting to see that change of the old guard with the coaches now. You're starting to see a lot of these coaches that have been around forever, like Bill Belichick and then like Ron Rivera, wow. these very stoic kind of press conferences. But like you start seeing a lot more of the personality coming out. And I think that just goes with just the the players itself. You want to have a coach that's going to be able to relate a little bit to the players now, you know, and just have that lightheartedness, can joke around that dry sense of humor. So yeah, no, I I, I love Mike Daniels. Did we see Bill Belichick throw
0: that flag? Just eat that flag and he grog ref- spiked him? it. That <laughs> <laughs> was fucking hilarious. He he pulls it out it of his sock. He's just staring at the judge. Doink. <laughs> 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 that's that's the biggest that's the biggest old man part of it. and old man coach part of it is he still has the challenge flag in his sock. But I respect that more than uh, what Mike Shanahan used to do as the Commanders coach, where he would just gently place it next to his foot like it never. And nobody even would happened. see it. Just like an accident. Like a oops. Oops, you did. How'd that challenge? get there? Oh, well, I guess we'll challenge. <laughs> Let's get on to Ricks versus Grix. Bring out that astral, spectral, very familiar voice.
2: Life, death, death. 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 time, space. Space, 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 space. Forget everything you think you know. No, 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 Put your money reality. on the line. It's time for Ricks, Ricks. versus Grix. That's Griffin's picks. Grix?
0: It's Griffin's picks. That's right, this is Ricks versus Grix. It was live, a live performance from Emily <laughs> Sissel there on that one. And yes, these are our NFL picks, our weekly picks, Reed's picks versus Griffin's picks. Griffin, once again, still lost in space with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So we introduce the Grix Scott Elia. Who now is eight and four on the season? Made a big of a come, made a bit of a comeback last week, but Zaher Ali is still aiming for that title. Zoo is ten and two through two weeks. Can he keep it up? I Reed Murphy, am five and seven, a little bit of an improvement, like one game improvement from last week. Luis Big Chief Burrito, he is four and eight on the season. He's gonna get a fat zero and six to go with this week. So. Let's see what Emily Sissel has for us as we're going through it.
2: I'm zero and zero, baby. I'm a straight fifty percent right now.
0: <laughs> we're not losing any money with Emily's pick so far. So here we go. <laughs> the first game on the schedule, we have the Atlanta Falcons, who are two and zero, at the Detroit Lions, who are one and one. Detroit is a three and a half point favorite at home. Scott, who do you want? Do I have to pick? Unfortunately. (laughs) It's a tough one. This whole week is kind of tough.
1: Oh, God. Um, Wait, what was the teams again? It's the Falcons at the Lions. (laughs) It's a game I don't even want to think about. Um, You know what?
3: All these NFC teams are looking the same.
1: (laughs) Give me...
0: You Faded out there as soon as he gave the pick, that's where his mic just cuts off. As soon as the pick comes through, that's where the audio goes away. Who do you want? Give me the lions at home, <laughs> zoo. Who do you want here?
3: All right, I'm doing another live switch. Oh, I know shit. me and sleep deprived zoo are two different people, but. We're doing a live switch i had the lions winning at home i'm gonna go underdog lions have a lot of injuries going on right now i don't know what the hell is happening with the falcons offense this could run like my luck could be running out here but i also don't like this pressure of having this high of a lead so let's take the falcons
0: rise up baby Emily Sissel, who do you want? Falcons 2-0, Lions 1-1 at home. Lions. She's taking the Lions. Going with Man Campbell over there. Mm-hmm. I am going to roll. You know what? I'm rolling with that Falcons guy. I'm taking the Falcons. Roz! Oh! I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons at home. Something, yeah, like Zeus said, something is happening there with that offense. Um... I don't know. There's just something a little bit exciting. I think they're definitely trying to hide Desmond Ritter, their quarterback, a little bit. It's it's looking like the Jacksonville Jaguars of a couple of years ago where you have something on offense, you have some strengths, but you need to hide that quarterback. He is a new Blake Bortles. I just... Bortles. Bortles. I just... I, I like what they have there. The other pieces with Bijan Robinson. I like their defense. I like the Jesse Bates acquisition... Lions are tough, but they always start out a little wobbly. Yeah. So I'm going to keep that trend going, and I'm taking the Falcons. The next game that we have on board, the Tennessee Titans, who are 1-1, one one, are at the Cleveland Browns, who are also 1-1. One one. Cleveland is a three-point favorite at home, but just lost their superstar running back Nick Chubb to a gruesome injury. And the Rest Tennessee East Titans Chubb. are doing that thing that they do where they just drive teams insane and get to 500 or just slightly above 500 and drive coaches and players mad with tight games and Mike Vrabel threatening to cut off his own penis in order to win a Super Bowl and just making coaches like the Chargers head coach Brandon Staley sound like this at his press conference
2: yeah we just lost a game in overtime Jeff so how do you think the mood is how do you think the mood is
3: it sounds like Scott. How do you think so it broke. is? It's
2: tough. It's tough. It's a tough, a tough group in there. There's a lot of pride in that room, okay? And we put a lot into this, and we got a good football team. And so we've lost two tough games. We've got to bounce back, learn from our mistakes, and be ready for Minnesota.
0: That's the sound of somebody right, whose seat is scorching fucking hot. <laughs> so, Scott, who do you want in this game? Titans at Browns.
1: Yeah, Cleveland losing that big of a piece in Nick Chubb, is a, that's a huge void to fill. I was going to make a Deshaun Watson joke, but I'll leave it alone. Um, No, I think I lost a big chub. uh, uh, Give me the Titans on the road. I think (laughs) (laughs) they're.
2: Don't talk about Chubb like that. Some of us are really hurting from that.
1: He's, yeah, he is really hurting from that. (laughs) No, give me the Titans on the road. Derrick Henry's looking like he's derrick henry that we're all used to and ryan tannehill i don't know what the hell's going on with him but yeah i just it's, I can't trust cleveland right now
0: it's what tennessee does they have a quarterback who goes out there throws three to five interceptions and then all of a sudden you realize they're like oh shit we're down three to them what happened how are we down he throws <laughs> like you'll throw eight touchdowns seven interceptions through like five games and they're fucking three and two i don't know it's what the titans do Zoo, who do you want in this game, the Titans or the Predators?
3: <laughs> it's not too often I get bored out of watching a football game, and it's exactly what happened on, what was it, Sunday night?
0: Monday night. The Monday night doubleheader yeah. from hell.
3: Yeah. Those, that Browns team is not disciplined. They lost one of their biggest weapons. It, uh, they don't know what they're doing on offense or defense. Like, it's it's basically Miles Garrett versus everyone. So I think I think they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot and let the Titans have it. Okay. Emily Sissel, who do you want here?
2: I will never support Deshaun Watson or any of that. So Titans, even if they were gonna be like the Super Bowl champs, fuck you Browns for choosing <laughs> Deshaun Watson and making that happen.
1: Can you, clip, can you clip her saying fuck you Browns?
0: Yeah, we'll get that and we'll uh We'll use it at very we'll use it at any times that we're talking race and politics. Cancel her. <laughs> <laughs> I will be the villain here. I am going to take the Predators. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns in this one. I do think that they are looking pretty messy in a lot of places, but their defense is tough. You can't count out Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward on that defense. I think Deshaun Watson will pick it up in spots, but. That contract is killing them. I like Jerome Ford, their rookie backup running back, though. I don't expect Kareem Hunt to be too involved this week, even though he knows the system, but he's still got to get fully into shape. But I think they have enough there that they can take down a Titans offense and defense that I don't totally trust. So in a close, boring one, give me the Browns. Next game up is for Scott. We have the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 2-0 at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are also two and zero, oh, Philly is a five-point favorite at home. Scott, are you going to take your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I believe were just ranked by Pro Football Talk as the number seven team in the NFL in power rankings?
1: You know what? Going into this season, my hopes were very, very low for the Bucks. I had their ceiling at like four or five wins. We're already halfway there. Monday night football, 7 o'clock at home. Baker Mayfield's looking great. Mike Evans is playing out of his mind. But
0: <laughs>
1: you're going against the Eagles. But that doesn't fucking matter because oh. the Eagles get nothing. Whoa. The Buccaneers are taking that game. What a WWE kind of call there! Fuck you, Philly.
2: Well, it would have been, but his voice started cracking.
1: Yeah, that uh,
0: did, yeah fell apart. Oh, Dwayne Dwayne the Pebble Johnson. Zoo,
3: <coughs> who do you want in this game? <laughs> I feel like this game is going to be the battle of the D lines. There's going to be some splash plays, but both quarterbacks are going to be pressured a lot in this game. That's kind of what's been pushing them. Um but I got to go with the more mobile one with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles.
0: Emily Sissel, who do you want here?
2: Fly, Eagles, fly. Uh, I actually actually (laughs) highly enjoy Philadelphia and the Eagles and a lot of the players on the Eagles, so much love to a city that is very similar to Chicago.
0: That's fair. She is a big Jason Kelsey fan. I am also going to take the Philadelphia Eagles here. Wow i I agree with I agree with both of you there that it's going to be a battle of the trenches there. Those D lines are tough and they're going to be coming after those quarterbacks i I'm happy for Tampa Bay Scott. I'm happy for Baker. I'm happy the Baker's showing all of that and maybe you'll prove us wrong here and I'll, I would love it personally for the standings I'd love a Tampa Bay win. <laughs> but I just think that if I have to trust which quarterback is going to do the best under pressure, it's going to be Jalen Hurts there instead of Baker. So give me the Eagles fly Eagles fly, or, you know, for, at least for this week, next game up over the- under on tush, push touchdowns. Yo, people get really upset about that. <laughs> people, the, the league got really upset about those tush pushes. <laughs> New Orleans Saints are 2-0, and but they're an NFC South 2-0 and against the Green Bay Packers, who are 1-1. Green Bay is a two-point favorite at home. Scott, who do you want there?
1: I don't know how I feel about Taysom Hill being the team's leading rusher right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of concerning for me. I guess when you're trying to fill the void of Alvin Kamara right now and then you have the Weeb himself. Looking like he's not gonna be playing this week. You know what? Give me the Packers. That oh. just that's just gonna help. That's just gonna help the Bucks in the long run. Give me the Packers. What's Mister Good this week?
0: It would be a very Bears thing for all this spiral to happen, and then the Packers win too. That fits. The story
2: in the of our life.
3: Yep. Zahir Ali. Who do you want? I as much as I'm in. Enjoying how well the Packers have been, I still think that the Saints are a more well-rounded team right now. That Olave-Derekar connection is something else. Uh, So it'll be a rough one with the Saints being on the road, but I'm going to give it to the Saints. I really need to see these NFC South teams play some AFC teams because this is just weird.
0: That's what I need to see. This is what we expected from the NFC South, is that they would devour each other and, you know, get onto some bad teams and, you know, make their way. But, yeah, I would love to see one of them play the Chiefs or the, you know, even the Bills. Emily, who do you want in this game?
2: Fuck the Packers. Okay. Go Saints. I go to LSU, so, I, you know, I'm, I've am i got some connection to the Saints. Fuck the Packers.
0: Okay. All right. Just jumped right into the camera's throat right there. With a cat. With a very angry cat. She's looking hostile. Katmala. i am going Katmala. to take the green bay packers <laughs> here i like what that team is doing it was a close loss <laughs> to atlanta last week Uh oh. but i like jordan love i like what he's putting together um i like that defense against this you know the saints team i mean michael thomas was looking a little bit like the old michael thomas but that's just slant boy he does slant boy things Chris Olave is good, but I can't have him do too well. Well, no, I'm not playing against Emily this week in fantasy. so it's I need Olave okay. to do well. She needs Olave to do well. But either way, I like the Packers a little bit more than the Saints right now. I don't trust any of these NFC South teams too much outside of Atlanta. For some reason, I just have a good feeling about Atlanta. So give me the Packers. Chargers. Now, this is weirdly the game of the week in a way, even though they're a combined 0-4. But the L.A. Chargers, who are 0-2 with a very angry Brandon Staley, at the Minnesota Vikings, who are also 0-2, the spread on this is even. It is a fully even game. Even Vegas can't decide who's the favorite in here, but I guess we could say the Vikings are the favorite at home. So, Scott, who do you want in this game?
1: Uh, Well, it's actually funny that we went with this game now because this is the game that I selected for the... Detroit Lions Memorial betting slip this week was the Chargers and the Vikings, and I am going with the Vikings. I think they're going to finally get that first win, and they're going to try to get that ball rolling. Okay, Zoo,
0: who do you want in the uh, the matchup of two teams that just play close to lose?
3: This will be an interesting matchup. I'd be amazed if they draw, but I do not trust that Vikings defense, so I think Justin Herbert's going to make it happen.
0: That defense is rough. That defense is Those wildly brains daily. rough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Emily, who do you want?
2: Uh, am I allowed to go with a tie?
1: That would be – that's what Vegas is going with. But not- <laughs> If she goes with tie and she gets it, she wins the whole week. Do you want to do that? Do you want to risk that? If she goes with tie and she gets it, she goes automatic 6-0 and for the week.
2: Let's go with a tie.
1: Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll take those odds.
2: I genuinely have no idea which one to choose from either one, and I think it just depends on who's going to show up that day in terms of, like, you know, mentally there if they're prepared, and if not, fuck it, it's a tie. (laughs) They happen sometimes.
0: (laughs) That's the motto. Sometimes. Fuck it, it's a tie. I, in this one, as close as it looks like it could be, I'm going to take the Vikings. I think they they have enough on offense to get it going. They've been trying to get it going. Uh, the Chargers are just, just kind of rough all over the place and just inept just from that Brandon Staley coaching there, unfortunately for him. Uh, Vikings, I think they'll figure it out. Their defense is rough as hell with brian flores unfortunately for flores but something's got to give at some point vikings are the best zero and two team i think around so give me the minnesota vikings final game here of the week and this is one that you might be able to catch well actually not might be able to you could very well catch the 3-2-3 at this game the buffalo bills who are one and one at the washington commanders who are two and zero. Buffalo though is a six and a half point favorite on the road. <laughs> Scott, who do you want in this matchup?
1: Yeah, Commanders. Congrats to Commander Nation. A two and O oh so far. You guys got the Eagles next uh, the, the next week, but you got Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs coming into town. They're one and one. They got to get the ball rolling. But just like how I give the Philadelphia Eagles nothing, I give nothing to the Buffalo Bills. I am riding with Commander Nation. We're going to go 3-0 and going into Philly week. Let's go. Whoa. Whoa. Let's go, Scott. Wow.
2: wow.
0: Wow. Sue, who do you want? Who I want yeah who do you who are you picking in this game? not who do you want? I know who you want'll <laughs>
3: be even we'll be That's there, heart, we'll, zoo. We'll be heart there.
0: the three two three will be at this game. you could very well meet us and get some you know some takes in or whatever, or you know we'll just nah. be socially awkward, but you could it's, it's, it's
3: we'll be there, zoo who do you want? I'm having p t s d from the measuring stick remarks. <laughs> <laughs> of two years ago where it was a measuring stick game and we lost like 45 to 14 um i don't think it's going to be that bad i think both the teams are going to score in the 20s it's going to be a really interesting matchup between Diggs and forbes uh, i want us to win i really it's gonna that's we would be over all the headlines if we win But this is the one I'm going to play it safe on and go with the Bills. I want to be wrong. Emily Sissel,
0: what route are you going as you go to this game? And we could possibly experience Bills Mafia in person for the first time.
2: I'm so stoked to experience the Bills Mafia in person. It'll Hmm. be very interesting.
0: It's a sold-out game, and Bills fans expect it to be 60-40 Bills.
2: What like in, in the terms percentage? Of, uh, in, yeah, in terms of fan
0: attendance. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that's the thing. Yeah, the Bills Mafia travels really well, and it feels like like a home field advantage isn't an actual thing for the Commanders this week, unfortunately, just because of how well they travel. Um,
0: but they have zoo.
2: They they. I'm
3: loud. <laughs> I'm a whole other type of obnoxious at games. They do have zoo.
2: Uh, And, I mean, the defense does a really great job. They might be able to shut down Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I just don't think they'll be able to do it. So I'm going to go with Bills.
0: Well, would you look at that, Scott? Once again, you are the face of optimism and hope because I am also going with the Buffalo Bills.
1: Wow. So I I have more faith in the commanders than everyone else. okay yeah all right
0: yeah unfortunate unfortunately i just think i think that the game i think it'll be in the 20s for both teams but sam howell is still coming into his own he's still playing a lot of that kind of backyard football he is that heineke was playing yeah just getting torn up i don't like the matchup with von miller and that bill's defense uh i don't like the matchup with tredavius white over there, I expect an interception, maybe two, in there. But I could be wrong. Weather's we are we, against mobile quarterbacks. Weather isn't looking great that day. The defense. Jonathan Allen, Daron Payne will turn up in the second half, but it's just not gonna. It's not gonna be enough. stefan Diggs is too much of a veteran there, and this, of course, would be our luck that we. This would be the Gabe Davis game. He gets. Rain. He gets one every Paypal, year. DC. So give me the Bills for this one. Those are our Ricks versus Gricks this week. Again, you might be able to see us at Commander's Bills. It would be an Check exciting us time. Check out at
3: the Command Corner tailgate.
0: Yes. That's those be... people are awesome. Just give them love whether we're there or not. That'll be fun as hell. Now, we've done our Ricks vs. Grix, but of course, it's not a Ricks vs. Grix Friday without... <laughs> the Detroit Lions Memorial Betting Slip. Motown, baby. Scott... These are your locks. We named it after the Detroit Lions suspension. Goodbye, Zahir Ali, as he goes off to animation deliberation. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. We love you, buddy. But, Scott, you're still here, and you are our prisoner. So you will give us your parlay. It's a parlay that we will do weekly in which you have to try and win us thousands and thousands of dollars off of multiple picks that probably won't net, but it could definitely get an NFL player suspended or maybe a coach who knows. Yeah. It's all
1: types of stuff. So what do you got for us this week, buddy? All right. Well, and to recap last week's 15 pick parlay out of the 15 picks, I missed one, two, three, four, five, six. So I'm still over 500. Not bad. That's not bad. Still over 500, which is nice, but that was last week this is this week and i upped the ante a little bit reed i went with a 25 dollar bet this week
0: Ooh!
1: i really oh, tried to get shit. this money going oh my God. uh already already gave you guys one with my pick of the week for the games with the vikings over the chargers so that means i cannot pick the vikings for the rest of the year no matter what the game is so all right i got brunch time kirk against another O and two team <laughs> i felt like it was a really great time to do that i love brunch time kirk But rolling into it, first up, hats at the Jets. It worked for me last week. It's gonna work for me this week. We're taking the over 0.5 passing touchdowns for Zach Wilson. I feel bad. All he needs is one, folks. He just needs one. (laughs) And and to keep the thread of the over half of a touchdown, we're going with Ryan Tannehill over versus the Browns. And also the over .5 touchdowns for Josh Dobbs against the Cowboys. They they're out with, they're without Trayvon Diggs now.
0: Cardinal, Cardinals Cardinals, Cardinals are, are being sneaky. They're a little messier and sneakier than we thought they were going to be.
1: That's right. Uh, rolling into this, we got the Falcons at Detroit, taking the over 67 and a half rushing yards for Bijan Robinson, who has been a stellar, stellar addition to that Falcons offense. And you you must have been reading my mind talking about the Gabe Davis game because he always has one every year. I also believe this could be that. So I'm taking Gabe Davis over 42 and a half receiving yards against the commanders. Chris Olave has been doing really, really well. So I'm taking the over 65 and a half receiving yards for him against the Packers. Miles Sanders. I don't know what the hell. They're traveling to Seattle, Carolina looks like they're going to have, well, they would have been having a top five pick this coming draft season, but I'm taking the under 15 and a half receiving yards for Miles Sanders. Traveling to Kansas City as they face off off against Chicago, I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey, the ultimate Swifty, going over 74 and a (laughs) half receiving yards. Did you see his quote today when they
0: finally asked him? I think they asked him on the Pat McAfee show about what exactly is happening there. And he was pretty smooth. He was pretty smooth with it. And he told McAfee, if I can find the quote, he said, I threw the ball in her court and told her, I've seen you rock the stage at Arrowhead. You might have to come see me rock the stage at Arrowhead and we'll see which one's a little more lit. And we'll see what happens in the near future. So, could be.
1: I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll pray for the Riz God right there. (laughs) Um, And then after that, we're going to go with the Steelers at Las Vegas. We're going to go with George Pickens. We're going to go with him over 51 and a half receiving yards. Defense. Broncos at Miami. This is another one I felt it was silly if I don't take it. Tua rushing yards over four and a half yards. Poles can kind of be sneaky though. If they get in that 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 kneeling situation, that's when you can kind of get screwed, but I feel like he can get over four and a half yards. I feel like he's he's a mobile enough quarterback. I could see like twelve. I could see like right or fifteen yards. Yeah, I felt like it was like a killing. safe bet. Yeah. And then then to round it out, Colt at the Ravens, we're gonna take the under 45 and a half rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. We're going to get Texans at Jaguars over 43 and a half rushing yards for Damian Pierce. And like I said, to round it all out at the last, just to remind you, Minnesota Vikings over the Chargers for a $25 bet that will have me getting paid out $49,752.94. God damn! That
0: is riches we're gonna i like this one i feel good about this one i think that uh i think something could actually come out of this i'm looking forward to the detroit lions memorial betting slip but i am like emily Sissel, where i do miss calvin ridley i miss the name but we'll get used to it but
2: i love calvin ridley on my fantasy team
0: hey ladies and gentlemen this has been the three two threes ricks versus gricks we always love doing it and we love talking to you thank you for listening thank you for subscribing wherever you do again of course if you're listening to this go to the 323 network on youtube subscribe watch our beautiful faces our extra beautiful faces today with emily Sissel. thank you for being here emily
2: it was a long commute
0: and of course we have scott Elia, the host of college shame day you can check him out on and i guess you know listen to him but definitely watch him as it continues that show is growing on youtube there's a there's a little bit of a fan base growing there and you see his social medias right there at college at 323 college shame day you can go argue with him and a bunch of colorado fans on instagram we will be talking about that i'm sure you can catch the show every saturday morning on youtube and spotify wherever you get your podcast. that is scott Elia, thank you, buddy. Thank you. And of course, moi. I am your host, Reed Murphy. You can check me out all the social media sites at 323 Reed R-E-I-D, and support the show on patreon.com at 323reid. We will talk to you later, everybody, and I'm going to send you guys out on a very random note. The movie, the James Bond movie, Casino Royale. You've heard of it. It is a classic. It is my favorite James Bond movie. And I went down a spiral randomly today of James Bond theme songs. And I heard one that did not sound like a James Bond theme song, but it in fact was for the original Casino Royale. So we will send you out on that note and have you very confused as to how this got that suave, tall, dark, and handsome super spy to be such a badass. So, on that note, stay safe, everybody. Super spy. I'm James Bond. Coming for your shit. Herb Albert and the Savannah Brass. I
1: dare the next James Bond movie to do this kind of thing. You sure they didn't come from like some bootleg like Jose Bond movie. Tijuana, <laughs> Tijuana Bond, <laughs> Tijuana Bond.
0: It could be Jaime Bond. Hi,
1: Jaime Bond.